1: is a book called Gender Um, I just got done reading it. It's uh, about a person discovering that they are non-binary and asexual, uh, coming out to their family, coming out to the world. It covers some really heavy topics, obviously, about your body, and about sex, and about relationships. It's one of those, uh, graphic novels, like a big comic book it's seventeen bucks on Amazon for the paperback you can get it by tomorrow if you order right now the hardcover goes for twenty-five at Barnes & Noble if you wanna make a drive down the street and for the bargain shopper Walmart will sell you a copy of Gender Queer for fifteen bucks and some change they've been selling a ton of these books I mean this has become a very popular book a very well-known book after the past year mostly after communities across the country removed it from their public libraries like here in Wake County. Isn't that an interesting conundrum? I mean, it kind of happens almost every time a book is banned by some school or town. You ban a book, it gets the publicity, and then more people start reading it. The Holocaust book, Mouse, those sales soared after a school board in Tennessee recently banned it for violence and language. It's now one of the top-selling graphic novels in the country 40 years after it was first published. So why don't we talk for a second? About banning books in our in our public spaces. Let me know what you want to know about this topic. What is the local mi- uh, news missed as we discussed it? What makes you curious about this issue? Email me at dan at dot com. Now, as far as this book, Gender Queer, is concerned, we've been covering this topic, this book. For months, Wake County removed it from the public library. This wasn't specific to schools like a lot of these conversations are, but the drama did start in that traditional way. First, parents complained that it contained pornography, that it was inappropriate. Then the county library leadership agreed, saying that it was, quote, explicit illustrations that don't align with their selection policy. Then some librarians got involved and spoke out against the ban.
0: We're a library. We're not supposed to be about censoring other voices. That's antithetical to what we stand for.
1: So the library bigwigs, maybe they were listening, they changed their mind. They decided to let this book stay on the shelves and opted to rework their policies for dealing with complaints instead. There was also a little concern that it might be unconstitutional. After all, the Supreme Court did rule on this sort of thing in the early 80s when a school board in New York tried to ban books, and the students argued that it suppressed the First Amendment, and the court agreed with those students Kind of. I mean, the Supreme Court doesn't always give us the clearest answers on these dense topics. So when I don't get one, I can quite understand. I turn to an expert. And this weekend, I Zoomed with law professor William Marshall from UNC. The court, it seems to have made a distinction between not purchasing a book and putting it on the shelves and then taking it down for sensorial reasons after it's up on the shelf. Now, whether that's the clearest possible distinction, I think a lot of us might argue it's not. But I think they're concerned with the message that takes place when you actually remove a book uh, in, in a different way than if you don't purchase that book or add it to the shelves in the first place. Right. So messaging matters. We know that. We've discussed that here before. But I do want to get this right. So if you display a book at the library, then you change your mind, you take it off the shelves, that's censorship. But if you decide to never display it in the first place, that's not. Right? It's kinda tough to wrap your head around. I emailed Wake County and asked, among other things, who decides which titles to add? How do they decide? How many new titles are typically added each year? Do some categories get prioritized? Meaning is it more important to consider the nonfiction section before choosing a new romance novel? Are there romance novels? A few hours later, I did hear back, and the county said, Hey, Dan, thanks for the inquiry. Book selection is actually an incredibly fascinating and challenging undertaking, telling me that they'd give me some more details uh, a little bit further down the line so I could continue to talk to you about these topics. Are you as excited to find out what they say as I am? Maybe not. <laughs> By the way, Wake County Libraries, they do have romance novels, a few thousand of them, actually, and, and Fifty Shades of Grey. The trilogy, for some reason, there are three of those books. Apparently, this did not meet the selection policy at first, but bondage did. Too racy? It's in the library. You know, I can say it. Let me know your thoughts and your questions, your concerns, and the critiques you might have about this segment or the way that we do the news here. Just please let me know. Email me at dan at wral.com.
0: Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app.